So before I get started, so James, if you're out there, thanks for preaching last Sunday while we were in Arkansas. We were hiking around. Uh, some of you asked, so I'll just say before we get into the really important stuff, the surgeon told me, because those of you don't know if you're visiting, I had knee surgery seven, eight weeks ago, and the surgeon, I told him, I said, I want to go hiking out in the mountains in Arkansas, the Washita. He said, no way. So I went and asked my PT guys, because uh, it's kind of like, you know, if, what I said a few months ago, if you don't like one weather forecast, go look at another one, and it'll be better. And it was, because the PT guy said, yeah, you can, but be sure to wear your brace and get walking poles. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. And so I did, and it was great. Hiked all up and down. Um, and the leg is feeling considerably better. No strength for another few months, but it is feeling better. So thanks for asking. I'm propping my foot up over here, not because my leg is bothering me, but because I got so used over the last seven or eight weeks to getting to sit in worship with my feet propped up. So <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing it because I like it and it feels good. So let's pray together. So God, our Lord... We are going to attempt to explore forgiveness this summer, and so I want to ask you on behalf of our church family here that you spend the summer teaching us forgiveness, what it is, and um, in, in quite honestly what you expect from us when it comes to forgiveness. Because I want to tell you as someone who has studied your word forwards, backwards, sideways, and I say this with all fear and trembling, but I don't think forgiveness, I honestly don't think the Bible teaches very well on forgiveness. I, I don't understand all that it is, and I want to, so please teach us. And when I say that I don't think the Bible does a very good job teaching on forgiveness, what I mean by that is it doesn't say what I want it to say. And so maybe forgive me for even praying this prayer, but please know on behalf of our church as we explore this, what I'm asking on behalf of your people, these wonderful people gathered in this place this morning, what I'm asking and what we are asking together from you is to not only teach us forgiveness, but make us a forgiving people. And if we're already doing what you expect, then make us a more forgiving people. Deepen our understanding. And as we've been doing some already, help us to listen to one another as we talk about this and as we explore forgiveness. In the name of Jesus, amen. A boy named Joseph was the youngest child in his family of many, many brothers. He appears to be innocent, maybe a little on the naive side, and maybe a little full of himself. His brothers hated him. In fact, Genesis 37, where the Joseph story starts in the Bible, 
in verse 4, I quote, When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. This is classic Genesis. A series of stories about some really dysfunctional families and how God perseveres among all these messed up people. The lesson of history from all these messed up people, though, is that they were all messed up in the same way. How, might you ask, are all these different people through generations in the book of Genesis messed up in the same way? Well, that's pretty easy to answer. They tried to fix everything themselves instead of trusting God. Does that sting a little? Did I go to meddling? Did you hear that? They tried to fix everything themselves instead of trusting God. And then along the way, they really, really, really messed up. And so, forgiveness. Now, the Joseph story starts in Genesis 37. It goes all the way to the last chapter, Genesis 50. Now think about that. This is a big book. The Joseph story, just the Joseph story. I mean, the Jacob and everybody's mixed into it. But this is the Joseph story, Genesis 37, all the way to Genesis 50. This is a massive story when it comes to the way Scripture tells a story. This is a big one. Now, if you know this story, you know that it is really, really something. If you've never read it, go read it today. If you have time, make time. Go read this story today. Genesis 37 through 50. I promise you that if you read this story, you will feel better about yourself. If you think Bible people were all Bible-y, go read these stories. In Genesis 37 through 50. And you'll stop thinking right away that God can't forgive you and that you don't have a chance and all that. This story will make you feel better about yourself. I promise. And pay careful attention to the fact that this Joseph narrative that runs from Genesis 37 all the way to 50 is the first big mention of forgiveness in Scripture. And get this, not until chapter 50, the last chapter of the book. And you know what? I think that's on purpose. I think it's like that for a reason. I'm going to show you why. Not until Genesis 50, when Joseph forgives his brothers. And you know what he forgives his brothers for? If you don't know this story, I'm just going to give a little bit away, I promise. There'll, there'll be plenty that'll keep you riveted. But he gives his brothers forgiveness for selling him into slavery and letting their dad think that Joseph was dead. He's not forgiving them for 
you know, stealing breakfast. He's forgiving them for some major stuff. Again, if you don't know the stories, I'm just going to read the ending. The ending is where Joseph's dad, Jacob, dies. Joseph, the way that the Genesis story tells us, Joseph is in charge of the whole wide world. You know, the way the story tells us. Joseph's in charge of the whole world, and his brothers, to put it mildly, are nervous. So just part of Genesis 50. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph saying, Your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. Time out. Did Jacob really say that? Or did you catch this in verse 16? So they sent word to Joseph saying, and we don't know exactly, but already up into this story, this seems a little, mm, a little fishy. But listen to this. Here's the next one. When their message came to Joseph, Joseph wept. Hmm. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then... Don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Here's where I want to show you something that is really, really cool. But if you're not a word, geek, literary theory, goofball like I am, you're going to miss it. Because this is such a huge story. We're not used to reading stories this big all at once, out loud. I think if we were, I think if we were used to reading stories like Genesis 37 all the way to 50 out loud, and you had a really strong reader who knew how to emphasize the beginning and the end, and if we grew up in a culture that told stories that begin and end the same way, and we were used to that, you'd get this one. But we're not. We're not used to this. So, let me show you, because it's really, really great. It's the last line in the story brings the story full circle from where it began. And I think that it can at least open the conversation about forgiveness today. It's not going to define it 
book, chapter, and verse. It's not going to tell you this is exactly what forgiveness is. But it's a good starting point. It's a good opening. You remember the beginning and what the story tells us about his brothers in Genesis 37? Read it right at the very beginning of this. Let me read it again. Get this. They hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Okay, you got that? Two things happened. They hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. It didn't say they did not speak. They could not speak a kind word. You talk about carrying around a lot of bitterness and hatred where you can't even speak a kind word about somebody. That's what's going on right here. Genesis 37, beginning of the story. They hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Then in Genesis 50, when the story starts to end, and Joseph reassures his brothers, the narrative of the story, the narrator tells us this in 50.21. He reassured them, and spoke kindly to them. That's on purpose. 37, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. 5021, he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. See it? Did you get it? First one. They hated him. Fifty, he reassured them. They hated, he reassured. Then the other side of and, they could not speak a kind word to him. He spoke kindly to them. But it's an even earlier line that has my attention today. It's where Joseph, in his act of forgiveness, puts himself in his place. He grows up. He's not so innocent anymore. He's not as naive, and maybe he's far from naive. And he's not even a little full of himself. Because he realizes in talking to his brothers that he needs to let God be God, which is probably where we need to start this conversation this summer about forgiveness. Activity number one for a body of people who are going to start talking about forgiveness. Number one, let God be God. Do you hear what? He asked his brothers in verse 19. Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? Am I in the place of God? Now, we might think that this whole forgiveness thing is our work. Maybe we need to pause for a bit on trying to figure out all the answers about forgiveness. And instead, just listen to each other. Explore what forgiveness is. 
What can it be? Where do we fit in to all this work of God? What is my real role in forgiveness? I am not God. So where, where do I fit into forgiveness? What does God want from me? What does God want from us? Is it my place to turn over the real work of forgiveness to God? To not hold on to it too tightly. To hold on to those things lightly. And I'm being serious in this. This is not preacher theatrics. Being serious in this, I don't know. I don't know. That's why we're going to spend this summer talking about forgiveness and exploring it. We're calling this sermon Open to Forgiveness because it has multiple meanings. Number one, in the sense of opening the summer, we're going to open the conversation. Number two, letting ourselves be open to forgiveness, to give forgiveness and to receive it. Because some of us, and y'all back me up on this, we can give it, but some of us have a hard time receiving it. And y'all aren't jumping up and shouting amen, but I know, I know you're with me on this one, right? You feel that? It's harder to... F- well, okay. Three. Thank you. Anybody else? Number three, open to the possibility that I don't know everything there is to know about forgiveness. It's it's only the second sermon in the series. We'll get there. They'll take all summer. No, really, we've got to be open to the possibility that there are still some things we don't know about forgiveness. I think in a tradition like ours that holds as a virtue knowing everything about everything, We've got to be open to the possibility that we still have some stuff to learn about this, especially something that Scripture seems to emphasize from the first book to the last one as a primary virtue of what it means to follow God. So we're spending some time here in May simply opening the topic because forgiveness is a big topic that really leads to a whole bunch of other topics. For example... We're going to start this month opening five different angles on forgiveness to at least give us a place to open the conversation. By the way, as I've said, I really want to emphasize this, today is not about defining forgiveness. Today and maybe for this season, we need to simply be exploring the possibilities. To put it bluntly, again, to get us started, what is it? What is forgiveness? And to let that question stay open for a while instead of giving in to the urge to answer it and then shut the conversation down. Let's let it stay open for a little while. So, five approaches, which is why I named this series Forgive, 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 and Forgive. Here's the five angles. 
I forgive you. Will you forgive me? We forgive y'all. Will y'all forgive us? And last, but certainly not least, I forgive me. So let's open this conversation knowing full well that God has plenty of work to do on our hearts. Amen.